Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the gift of Christmas, especially the gifts that come with Jesus. Lord, as we think about the gift of joy, pour down your Holy Spirit on us. Fill us again with your joy that you, the only can you can give. May you open our hearts and minds to think about what it means to live with joy in this world as we focus on you. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. I'm not quite sure what are the things that give you joy, but we, there is two types of joy that we can live in. There is one is the human joy, and that's where we get, we get self-satisfaction. Our life is focused on self, who we are, what we want, what, we, what gives us joy. A little bit like um, when we go to the supermarket and we've been heavy day shopping and we see the chocolate bars, right? And we buy one or two because that will give us a little bit of joy. But how long does that joy last? It probably doesn't last too long. And it also probably brings about a bit of misery for some of us. But the reality is, the biblical version of joy, the joy that God talks about, is something that's quite different. It's a joy that doesn't come from external things. It doesn't depend on your circumstances. The reality is, when we have human joy, when we focus on human-focused joy, it all depends on what's going on around us, what's happening around us, whether we're liked by other people, whether we're feeling good, whether the sun is out, That's all external stuff. And yet, throughout the Bible, they talk about this different sort of joy, a joy that's long-lasting, a joy that lasts beyond all circumstances, a joy that is not just focused on yourself, but a joy that comes about because of your relationship with God. If you go to Galatians, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and one of those is joy. So joy is not something we can create ourselves. It's something we need to rely on God for. It's something we need to spend time with God. If you're going through a difficult circumstance, you might be saying, how on earth can I have joy? How can I have joy when life is not so good, when my life's a mess? Well, the reality is, and the Bible shows us, that many people have joy despite the problems in their world and the problems in their life. If we go back to our, our reading from Isaiah, the reading from Isaiah is in a setting where people are in a very difficult situation. The Jewish people are away from home, you know, and it starts off this desert. Like they're living like they're feeling in a desert. Right? They weren't literally in a desert, but they were away from home. And they weren't away from home by choice. They were away from home by force. And they are distant from God. And yet there's this promise of joy that comes from God. And we know as Christians that the Christian message comes through Christmas. That Jesus Christ did come into this world to give us this joy. And so then we jump to our reading um, from Matthew. And our reading from Matthew is John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist is not in a good situation. Did you remember where John the Baptist was? He was in prison. And if you know one version of the story, he's going to get beheaded. And yet, he's not focused on himself. He's not focused on the things that are going on in his life, of how bad it is. What he's most concerned about is 
Has the Messiah come? And he asks a very peculiar question. And it's a question that should affect us. He asks this question to, is Jesus, Jesus, are you really the Messiah or should we expect someone else? Now the reason for him asking that question is that Jesus is doing some stuff that is not exactly how he thought Jesus should be. Even he didn't get it right. And so I had, as I was reading this, I was thinking about John the Baptist is someone we can look to because we are like John the Baptist. We have an image of who Jesus should be in our own minds. We have an image that Jesus should do certain things. Some of the time that's not backed up from the scriptures, but it's from our own feelings, how we think life should be. For instance, I've had people say to me that, oh, if Jesus was real, if God was real, there wouldn't be any suffering in the world. Well, the truth is, God is real, and he does come into this world to deal with suffering, but he hasn't finished his job yet. He hasn't finished his job yet. He's still at work dealing with that suffering. The reason that Jesus came into this world at Christmas was for you and for me to deal with our sin, to deal with the problems that we have created in the world and the problems others have created, but not only that, is to actually deal with our sin in a way where we're not pushed away from God, but rather God will welcome us with loving, open arms. And so John the Baptist is asking this question, is this really the Messiah? And then Jesus' response is one of, John the Baptist, you have basically done a fantastic job. You have done what you're supposed to do. You have done as the prophets have said you would do you have prepared the way for me however if anyone's less than you they're going to be greater than you in the kingdom of heaven and it's not taking away what from john the baptist but what it's saying to us and to society is our worth with god does not depend on what we do or how well we do it or how even how precisely we understand jesus Our worth in God's eyes comes, comes from what God sees in us. God created us and God wants us to be in heaven. But then there's another character a bit later on in, in Christian history, a very significant character that comes along, and he's Paul. And if you go to the book of Philippians, Paul again is like John. He's in prison and you would think that he's in prison, he'd talk about his misery and all the bad stuff that's happening. But in chapter 4, he says, I have joy. I have joy. Now, some people might say, is Paul a masochist? Is he a person that wants to be beaten up and to be locked away in prison? No, if you read Philippians, what you see is, again, he's not focused on his own circumstances. Two things are happening. He is looking out and seeing that other people in society have latched onto Jesus, have had faith and have followed Jesus and have gained a, a perspective of life that's around what Jesus is doing and going to do and not what's happening to them. Now, go back into Paul's time. 
Life as a Christian was tough. If you reckon life as a Christian is tough now, we have a lot easier than what Paul's time had. As I mentioned last week, they could be walking down the street, they could be grabbed off the street and said, we're taking you down to the Colosseum and you're going to have some fun with the lions or the lions are going to have fun with you. It was a tough life and yet Paul had this joy. And so what does all this mean for us when we think of Christmas? What does it mean for you and me as we live our life? Well, a question I have to ask you is, and I ask myself is, where am I focusing on for my feelings? I'll admit there's some days I'm a grump. And the reason I'm a grump is I'm focused on all the wrong stuff that's going on around me that's affecting me. I'm focused on what I want, how I think life should be. What about you? Where are you gaining your feelings from? However, if I flip it and I spend more time with God, that grumpiness disappears. Because it gives me a better perspective. It helps me see some of the good things that are happening. And it was interesting this week when I was in a bit of a, a, a blue funk, grumpy mood. Um, someone shared a story with me how much this church has meant to them and how much they have grown in faith. And that changed my perspective. And so the encouragement for us is not just to come and celebrate Christmas and to get around Jesus and to to have a nice children's story. And this is fantastic. It's important for us to have these stories and to retell them and tell them in different ways so we can be afreshed. But the encouragement for us is to constantly be in relationship with Jesus, is to constantly spend time reading his word, constantly spend time worshipping with other Christians so you can gain God's perspective of life. You see, there's this week, some people marched because of climate change and we do need to be concerned about the climate. But some of their comments was, the end of the world's coming and the way they talked, it's a disaster for them because they've got nothing else to look forward to. But the good news for us as Christians The good news for us as Christians is when the end of the world does come, we have a future to look forward to with God. Not because we have got everything right, not because we are perfect, but because we have been given the gift of eternal life, which gives us the gift of joy, which comes about because of the gift of Jesus. Now, this is not an, an excuse for us not to be concerned about the climate, Because at the same time, because we have this gift, this gift now of earth, God also calls us to be good stewards of the climate. But we shouldn't be distraught that we have no future. Because we all have a future. We all have a future because Jesus came into this world. The question is for us, is are we going to focus on Jesus as we live our life? And remember that we have a future to look forward to? Are we going to celebrate with others as they 
connect with Jesus? Or are we just going to focus on ourselves and what gives us short-term joy? And the unfortunate thing is some of those things that give us short-term joy actually lead us away from Jesus, the one who truly gives joy, the one who is always offering us joy. And so may your time this Christmas be one of celebrating this gift of joy, this future that God has given you. May it be one of saying, this is an event that happened in the past that has a major ramification for my future. And may it be one reminding you that God has prepared a place for you where there'll be no sin, no pain, where you'll be constantly smiling, where you'll be constantly living in joy. And may that affect how you live today. Go and live in his peace and go and live with his joy. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift of joy that you have given us through Jesus. Lord, pour down your Holy Spirit on each of us this Christmas. Help us not to be focused just on our own circumstances, but help us to have joy despite the difficulties and the challenges we may be facing. And help us to remember as we do celebrate and can have earthly joy, that this is also a gift from you. Loving Father, continue to pour your Holy Spirit into us. Continue to open our hearts and minds to your way of life. And Lord, release us from anything that is taking us away from you. Release us from anything that's stopping us having a, a weekly relationship with you, a daily relationship with you. Lord, we thank you for the future you have given us, the love you have for us, but most importantly, that you have sent Jesus into this world so we can have that future. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.